The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Years ago, in 2009, it was the night before Rosh Hashanah, and I was driving home from Brooklyn to Lakewood in the days that I was still living in Lakewood. And I'll tell you the truth. The only thing I remember of that night was the police officer sticking his head through the driver's side window, looking me right in the eye and saying, you're alive? And me looking back at the guy and saying, yeah, why? I didn't even know I was in an accident that night. That night, according to the police report, not out of memory, the car at 80 miles an hour went off the Garden State Parkway. Till today, I have no clue why. Hit a guardrail, went over the guardrail, and dropped 104 feet down to Washington Avenue in Sayreville, New Jersey, that runs underneath the Garden State Parkway. And the car kept going until it wrapped around the pole further down Washington Avenue. The miracles that Hashem showed me that night when He saved my life was beyond anything I can tell you. And there that night I was taken to Sayreville Hospital and the doctors couldn't believe it. They took a CAT scan of my entire Kol Atzmotai Tomarna Hashem Michamocha Matzil Anime Hazak Mimenu You saved my life. You saved my life. That night, the damage was a sprained left thumb. I want you to hear this. Because I was in the room when the doctor comes in and the doctor goes to the bed next to mine to an Indian lady and I heard him say to her, he said to her, listen, I know that the operation was not successful. And I know I promised you you'd walk after the operation. But I was wrong. But don't worry. We're going to operate a second time. This time, we're going to put in a few more bolts and a metal plate and reconstruct your knee and the lower part of your leg. And I'm telling you, this time you'll be able to walk. And I'm listening to this. Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael. And I'm thinking to myself, this lady must have been in such a terrible accident, just like me. The doctor leaves, and I turn to the lady's husband, and I say to him, what happened to your wife? Such a terrible thing. An entire operation, and they still couldn't get her to walk. And he says to me, yeah. She had a terrible, terrible accident. I said, I know. Tell me about it. I was also in a terrible accident last night. He says, no, 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 not a car accident. I said, oh, what type of accident? He says, this morning, she twisted the wrong way and when she was getting out of bed and she fell off the bed. I said, what? He says, yeah, she fell off the bed and she shattered her entire leg. We brought her into the hospital. They operated right away and it wasn't a success. And I'm saying, this lady fell a foot and a half 
off her bed at zero miles an hour. I don't want to live. I fell at 80 miles an hour, 104 feet off the Garden State Parkway, and I'm able to dance. Marabu Masecha Hashem Bore Olam. Your Abba. And when I fell, you caught me. You caught me, didn't you? That night was Rosh Hashanah. And my head was still a little banged up. And the first day Rosh Hashanah, I'm in a hospital in Sayreville, New Jersey. Who's in Sayreville, New Jersey? No one but me and my mother and my wife. And it came the day of Rosh Hashanah. And I tried my best to concentrate. And I said to Shahri, and now I come to Tkiat Shofar. And I got so emotional. I said, Abba, Bore Olam, do you know who I am? I am Duvi Ben Shushan, the son of Yitzchak Ben Shushan, the Baltokea of the Mir Yeshiva for close to 56 years. And I was my father's caddy who carried his clubs. I was the guy, the little boy, that walked next to the Baltokea and carried my father's shofar. And sometimes my father would look at me and say, give me the nine iron. And I'd know which shofar to give him. The Mir Yeshiva, they finished the tefillah on Rosh Hashanah at three o'clock in the afternoon. At that time, you would expect people to be incredibly hungry, incredibly hedged, and incredibly tired. Three o'clock in the afternoon, the Mir Yeshiva is done. Three o'clock in the afternoon, my father starts to walk home. Do you know we never got home until about 5.30 every year? Do you know why? Because every block we walked down, there were people outside waiting for him. Reb Yitzchak, there's someone in my house that's sick. Can you come inside and blow for them? Reb Yitzchak, this rabbi is sick. Can you come inside and blow for them? And I used to look at the people, my God, give the guy a break. <laughs> he was in the Mir Yeshiva from 6 a.m. to 3 in the afternoon. And the Mir Yeshiva, believe me when I tell you, when you blow over there, you got to blow perfect. Or else they make you repeat again and again until they get it right. And when I say right, I don't mean just the voice. There's a guy that stands there with a stopwatch. And he times the tiki out. You would think after that battle at three in the afternoon, let the guy home. He made local stops. We didn't get home till 5.30 every Rosh Hashanah. And as a little boy, I went with him. I'm sitting there now in the hospital years later on Rosh Hashanah without a shofar. I say, Abba, you remember? You remember the selflessness of my father all those years? Anytime someone was sick, my father was the one that always went to blow shofar for the sick guy. Now his son is sick. I need a shofar. Could you send me a shofar? Don't forget my father's selflessness. I didn't finish the sentence. 
and the doors of my room open, and I was on the eighth floor. In walks a Lubavitcher guy with no jacket, just a hat, and he's holding this shofar that looked like one of those from the postcards by the Kotel in Israel. The big ones, the Mashiach ones. And he walks in and he says, Anybody in this room needs a shofar? And I said, uh, excuse me, I ordered you, thank you. Uber Eats, over here, thanks. And he walks in, and he says, what? I said, yeah, I just got finished telling Bore Olam. Your delivery is impeccably perfect timing, thank you. Put it down right there. And he says, you want me to blow? I says, go ahead. He put it to his mouth, and it didn't really come out. I said, Abba, give me the strength. Give, please, you brought me the shofar. Give me the strength to do the mitzvah. I picked up the shofar. I needed my mother and my wife to hold it up. And I'm telling you the kolot that came out of that shofar. It shook the floor. The nurses came running down the hall trying to figure out what is going on in that room. I was able to get out 30 because I knew that Bode Olam would not forget the selflessness of my father. And now when I needed it in return, I knew I can bank on it. That's the beauty. To live like a Klali Israel Jew. To live with that selflessness that it's not about me anymore. But it's about us. Klali Israel, our kids and our families. To go out there and do. And show people that you're ready to give. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.